Notice it does not say, we sinned and you were angry. We transgressed and you hid yourself. Notice the other way around, you were angry and we sinned. You see, our sin is both the cause of the anger of God, but also the consequence of the anger of God against us because of our sin. And what seems to be happening is that the people of Israel rebelled against God. God sent them the prophets time and time again to call them to turn again to Him. But they refused to listen to them. To them. They shut their ears to His message of His love and His law and His hope. They turned their back on Him. And so God turned His back on them. He hid His face from them. He allowed them to continue to sin and to then suffer the consequences of their sin. They sowed the wind and they reaped the world. Even the good things that they did were like filthy rags in the eyes of God. Verse 7, you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. And for Isaiah, as the people survey the ruins of Jerusalem and the temple, the terrifying fear is that God has once and for all finally abandoned his people. That he would never return. That they would have to learn without, to live without God and without God. But Isaiah is not prepared to give up. He remembers how God rescued his people in the past. He faces up to the reality of the fact that the people have sinned and God has been angry with his people. But in verses 8 and 9 he appeals to the sovereignty and to the love and the kindness of God. Yea, Lord, you are our Father. We, we are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. We are all your people. So God, he says, where are you? It was the cry of Jonah when he was in the belly of the great fish. Some of us have been looking at that in the Bible study. I have been driven away from your presence, he says. It was the cry of Daniel, one of the colleagues of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when the people were in exile in Babylon. Daniel prays, we have sinned against you, and you have rejected us. And with them, Isaiah prays, come to us. Oh, that you would turn open the heavens and come down. Well, God answered Isaiah's prayer. Not immediately. In fact, the people had to wait 600 years for the answer. And when God did act, he did an awesome deed that we did not expect. And when he did tear open the heavens and come down, it was in a quite, quite unexpected way. It was not with the fire and thunder and lightning and earthquake that Moses saw and heard when the Lord was first given on Mount Sinai. 
instead in the stillness of the Middle Eastern night, cries for her. The cries of a woman as she gave birth, and the baby was born. Heaven was torn open, and God came to earth. The God who was up there became also the God who is down here, the God with us. Jesus is Emmanuel, that means God with us. After his resurrection, he appears to his followers, and he says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. And even though God is no longer physically present with us here on earth, as the human person of Jesus, does not mean that he is not with us. Maybe we are feeling flat and empty and broken and guilty and fearful and futile. But the promise is that despite our sins, God has not turned his back on his people. He has come down to us and he is with us. He stands with us in this plague. He is there beside those who are dying, separated from their families. He is in the homes of people who do not know where their next daily breath is going to come from. He knows our fears, our longings, our sin and our righteous deeds. He knows our confusions and our frustrations. He has spoken to us and he speaks to us. And he will go on speaking to us for as long as we have the ability to listen to him. He has given us very physical tokens of his presence in baptism and in Holy Communion. He has given us his Holy Spirit to live in us. And he is working in us, transforming us, using the mess of this life to transform us and prepare us for eternity when we will see him and be like him and be with him. We may at times turn our back on him, but he will never again turn his back on us. And yes, as Christians, especially on this Advent Sunday, as we stand among the ruins, we long and wait for the day when our Lord Jesus will return again, when, as Mark says, the Son of Man will come in the clouds with great power and glory. We hold on to his word and his promise, which will never fail, as we long for the day when his kingdom will come, his kingdom of everything that is good and right and true and beautiful, when there will be no more sin or sickness or suffering and death. We long for the day when we will see him and be like him. And we cry out, come Lord Jesus. But there is a big difference between our hope and the hope of Isaiah. Isaiah's hope was uncertain. Maybe God had finally turned his back on his people. Maybe he would never act again on behalf of his people. But our hope is certain. He will come. We know that because 2,000 years ago, God answered the prayer of Isaiah. The heavens were torn open, 
and God came down. 